The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, December 4th, 2018, season 14, episode number 89. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick and Dave with me. Amber's out today. She will be back tomorrow. And that's when we'll start getting you guys ready for the upcoming Cowboys versus Philadelphia Eagles matchup. How's everybody doing today? Great, Derek. You good, Dave? Yeah. Nick? Great. Wonderful. Awesome. Let's see now. You okay. in? Yeah, I'm in. All right, good. There we go. You could, we, could, we could hear you. I don't think you could. I know. I got it. I'm all good to go. Good. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a big picture look around the NFL today, and there's no better day to take a big picture look than today because... Thank God we did that show Friday. Because you would have come in here and been, all right, first quarter against the Saints... Yes, yeah. we would have we would have had to jump into the game, but we did that on Friday. That's old news. That's a team we already beat, so it's not. That game <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, feels like it. It's was just the Saints. Five years ago, it does. It absolutely does. But I mean, it's just uh, really if you go back to Thursday and then you factor in everything that happened Sunday, um, and then even last night, it seems like everything is just going the Cowboys' way. All the teams that you would want to lose for the most part lost on Sunday mm-hmm. and on Monday. And it's put the Cowboys in a really, really unique position uh, just from the standpoint of where they sit um, right now. Cowboys are leading the division at seven and five. You've got Philadelphia. I'm sorry. You got Philadelphia second at six and six. Washington tied with them at six and six and New York at four and eight. Um, The interesting thing about all this is there's now a clear scenario as to how the Cowboys could win, could clinch the division. Uh, Essentially, if they can win the next two games, which will be at home against Philly, then on the road against Indianapolis. Um, and then if Washington loses one of the next two games um, against either the Giants or at the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cowboys will clinch the NFC East. Amazing that we are here. WTF. <laughs> WTF happened. How did that? How did we get here? Which, I they mean, were three and five. They, they were, were three, three and five. five. And I mean, yeah, it's not mathematic. But I mean, it's not a lock. But I mean, if you beat the Eagles, you take basically a two-game lead with a tiebreaker, three to with three games to play. So I'm like, win this game, and it's almost impossible for you to not make the playoffs. It's over because of what happened last night. And I mean, a lot of people were were like tweeting in the middle of the game, like, wait, wait, should we should we pull for the Redskins now? Yeah, I mean, you kind of think about it because you're like. They're not going to win anything with 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 Sanchez. Well, yeah, you couldn't have predicted that Colt McCoy was going to also. Right. I don't hurt. think they were going to win with him. But I think halfway through the game, I started, and and actually, really before the game, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, yeah, I know Philly's probably the best way to root here, but I don't think Washington's going anywhere. So, I the one thing I do fear a little bit, if and I think Cowboys fans should, is that Philly gets on a roll. Yeah. And and you start looking at what. Some of the things that have changed for Philadelphia, like here, a ten-game winning streak, the last 
Yeah. I mean, you can you it, can knock it. It can over. happen. Yeah. You it can, can stop it. But you look at some of the stuff that's happened. Uh, Golden Tate last night gets going for them in a big way. He has seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Um, they get back Darren Sproles, who has a touchdown for them last night, an important piece. They've now found this undrafted guy, Josh Adams, who is now giving some, uh, giving them a regular presence as a runner. Last night he had, uh, what was it, 20 uh, carries for 85 yards, 4.3 average. Yeah. Ertz is still being Ertz. Wentz is still being Wentz. The big problem for them still is their secondary has just been shred to shatter uh, to to yeah. to you know it's, it's just tattered at this point ribbons um and so do you think though that that that's a legitimate concern that philly now can get on a roll and you might be facing a very different team in philadelphia than what you faced the first time around of course it's a concern but here's the thing that's the nfl like you nobody's gonna do this job for you you know what i mean like you're gonna have to win games to make the playoffs that's how this works and the eagles winning that game put you in a position to take care of business by beating them. The re- I didn't want Washington to win that game because the Cowboys can't do anything about them from here on out. They don't play, and all of their opponents the rest of the way are pretty easy as far as record goes. Obviously, I know it's the NFL. The Eagles... Tougher than I thought it was. Though. It is a little tougher. It, when I looked at especially it, after what you saw last week. At Jacksonville, at Tennessee, like they're not winning those games. Giants, Maybe Jags, Giants, Jags, Titans, and Eagles, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. No, that's no teams with winning records. Zero. So, yeah. again, I, every game's tough in the NFL. Yeah. I understand, but then go compare that to what the Eagles have to do. <laughs> they go Eagles to, go at, to Dallas, yep. I believe, to LA, to LA, Houston, yep. and then they finish and it off with Washington. Washington. Yep. So that's three teams that are likely two teams that are definitely going to the playoffs. One that looks like it is in Dallas, and then a division game to finish it out. That's rough. Yep. You know, like you always want, for the most part, what you always want when you're talking about division games is you want want them to split. You want the home team to win. And and that's what happened last night. And I think if it comes down to it, if it matters at that last game, you'll probably want Washington to beat Philadelphia at that point. But I don't I don't know if it will matter. You know, I have a feeling that the Cowboys will be playing Tampa Bay uh, two days before Christmas, with a chance to to lock it up right then. That's what, that's kind of what so I, you think they're going to lose one of the next two if they're going to need well, to Tampa Bay to lock it up. I mean, or somebody wins a game. I Washington just, wins the next two. They have to Sanchez, win. They have to. They got to win. If they lose one of the next two and the Cowboys beat Philadelphia and Indy, then Cowboys clinch. You, it, yeah, anything I mean, can happen. But like, I, it's reasonable to think the Cowboys split these next two games. Division game against Philly, who you just you could be a completely different team, and then a Colts team that's fighting for its playoff life you know, on this, the road. So this has happened at least three times that I can think of now in December, where the Eagles are not the favorite, and they come in and, and, and Dallas has a chance to really do something here. I think Thanksgiving in mm-hmm. 2014 was one they were kind of hot, and Sanchez came in there and did did well. Um, I, I want to say in the 2007 season they were ten, they won ten in a row and lost to the Eagles and Westbrook, and maybe even 2006 or so when they had a chance on Christmas Day and Jeff Garcia came in here and beat. I mean, like it just seems like there's been times where they have had a chance to knock out the Eagles and win something big, and they couldn't do it. So this. You could, I mean, the whole division turns on this game because everything looks so cut and dry right now. But the Eagles win that game. Uh, they're in first place. They're in first place. Although, like I said, though, I like I like this situation for the Cowboys because the Eagles have a murderer's row in front of them. But, again, going back to my point, this is all you can ask for. Like, the game is in front of you. The opportunity's there. Like, you know, you're not going to build up this unassailable lead by not 
you have to win games and play your part yeah. in it too. So this sets you up. It's all right there for you, which and the, is why I think it worked out so well that the Eagles won that game. And the best part about it, like you said, you're exactly right there. And the best part is, is down the stretch here, Cowboys have the lead by themselves. That's what was good about Philly winning. They they're, have the lead by themselves. They've got the best team in the, in the division right now. I mean, they're playing better than the Eagles. They're the most they're the most complete team, and they have the most favorable schedule to win. Like you, what just else said. do you want? Like you just said, it's all lined up there for you to go with. Which and one Which more is thing, why yeah. <laughs> I can hear I can hear somebody saying it at home is like, well, what if the Eagles get on a roll? The Cowboys are on a roll. So True. what? Whatever. Let's go. Yeah. What else do you want? But division rivals playing for the lead in December. That's why we do this, right? Yep. And if you want want your mind to be blown even more, take that three and five team and consider the fact that they are in a great position to even be the third seed in the NFC, not just the fourth seed. Right now, the, the Chicago Bears are the third seed. They're at eight and four. But listen to what they've got left on the schedule. They're at home against the Rams this weekend. They're at home against Green Bay the following weekend. They're at San Francisco and finish the season at Minnesota. Three of those four teams, I'm sorry, two of those four teams are playoff-bound teams or at least fighting for the playoffs. Um, and obviously Green Bay is still Green Bay when it has Aaron Rodgers. So any given weekend, I keep they saying, can be, I keep saying they that. can be Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that we know. Every Friday I'm like, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and every Sunday they embarrass themselves. They just, like, and this last weekend was which, the worst. Of course, now that they've they're, fired their coach, watch them. You know, yeah. They're going to finish <laughs> get on a roll. seven and one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also good for he the Cowboys at this point. Yeah, he, Th- yep. That's good for the Cowboys at this point because you just want them to put losses on teams in the division. I mean, in the uh, in the conference, that all just helps the Cowboys. Because Green Bay won't get back in the playoffs. I I love having these. It's so much fun to, when you know when you get to this point in the season when you can tr- you know sort of. I I spend more time than anybody on that stupid uh, ESPN like yeah. playoff predictor. You know, uh, but the funny thing for me is like, you know, people in my mentions on Twitter are like, well. You sure we want the three seed? I don't want to go to the Superdome. How do you even like? How do you even know how that's going to shake out? Like literally, the Rams. If, unless you think the Rams are going fifteen and one, that's not over either. Because yeah. if the Rams lose another game, then the Saints are back up in first. And so. honestly, flip a coin. Either one of those teams is going to no. be a tough out at their place. I don't. I, I know what everybody's saying about the Saints, but the Rams. Have you watched them lately? They're going to be a tough out at their place, just like if Saints we, would be a tough out at their if place. If we can assume today that it's going to be Rams 1 and Saints 2, I would much rather go to L.A. Than That's just because you haven't faced the Rams this year. It's because I've been to the Superdome for a big game, and I know what a tough place that is to play. That's really all it comes down I'm to. I'm not certain it wouldn't be the same thing in L.A. They uh, turned that fan base yeah. into – well, I mean, honestly yeah, – There will be some silver and blue in the stands in L.A. Absolutely, but there will be some silver and blue in New Orleans as well. But, not as much. Yeah, but I, I just think that both those teams on the field, both those teams are going to be a tough – Playoff out. games are tricky because you don't really have a huge advantage – to go buy those tickets, you know, as a home team. I remember when the Cowboys played uh, the Packers, uh, the game that, you know, the Dez non-catch or whatever, there was a lot of Cowboy fans. In, Tons. In, in, at, at the, yeah, I remember the they were holding up finish this fight yeah. signs. And, and, <laughs> and I remember there has been times here when the Cowboys have won uh, a playoff, uh, made it to the playoffs at home, and then kind of scrambling yeah. to sell out the, the, the tickets that week. It's just kind of a chaotic thing that happens. I think the, they've gotten better at it. By putting it into the that's, season tickets. It cracks me up like, uh, yeah, people clowned on the Cowboys four or five years ago for putting playoff tickets in their season ticket package. Like, that's just smart. Just yeah. smart. Yeah. Just, just be prepared. Yeah. It's like every Was team, it the year that they won? 
Actually, I think it is, ironically. Because, I mean, in what, like 2014 was when Jerry was like, it's going to be an uphill battle. And, and they went 12 and 4. <laughs> which leads me back to the overarching point, which is like, I can't believe we're talking about it's this. Right every, every game, when you, when you think about points in the season since you've been here, like five or six years, I mean, like 2014, they lost to the 49ers. And, you know, it was a sea of red, you know? Yep. <laughs> Kent, um, but uh, it reminds me of one of Kent's best lines. But that, and then you're like, "There's no way this team's gonna do anything," and they go 12 and four, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then, like in 2015, they, they're two and zero, oh, and they're looking looking really good, and they go four and twelve. And then Romo gets hurt in 16. You're like, "Okay," but, but this that's is, exactly oh. the reason why. And we remember we back go back to the beginning of the season, and we we're having the conversation about you know they always do this at the, at the beginning of the year. Um, all the networks are talking about like. Okay, who's the zero and two team that will? Who's the team that will go zero and two because their percentages are making the playoffs or so? I'm like, that's irrelevant. The only reason why that statistic holds up is because typically, if you go zero and two, you're a bad team. It doesn't mean that if you go zero and two, you're not going to make the playoffs. They're two different things, and right. and you're seeing it more and more in the NFL now. Teams that sometimes get off to these tough starts, they somehow start turning it around, and before they get to the end of the season, they're on a roll. Houston was that team this year. Like, did they go 0 and 3? 0 and 3. 0 and 3, and then yeah. went on a run. Lost right. to the New York Giants, actually. Right. And then went on a run. So I just think the Bears. I just think it's not about it's not about the the start necessarily. It's about if you're a bad team and you continue to be a bad team, you're not going to make the playoffs. You, if you're a bad team that gets better, then you have you still have everything which, in front of you. You remember when when you were doing the the Houston preview and you were like laying out these things like, well, they're they're second in sacks. And their offense is aver- at, you know ninth in, in scoring, and, and Hopkins is this and that. And I was like, why do they suck? Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know. And, and well, the question Maybe they the didn't. was they didn't. Right. They did not yeah. suck. They were just having a rough time. I mean, yeah. but that's, Watt was coming back after being out the whole previous year. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that but was But the different. Cowboys this year, I mean, three and five, I mean, like against Tennessee, like they sucked. Like that's, that was bad. Yeah. And that's – I keep thinking about that too. Again, going – the time that I've been here – and I, I mean, we've never seen in my time, we've never seen a trade like this where you do something like go get Amari Cooper. So I'm mean, obviously you're talking about a different, not in season. No. Am I the crazy? A year like that? Yeah. What What happened with Roy Williams? With him here. I, it, I, oh, that was oh, last years, six years before think, me. Really? That was Are you ten, serious? That was 10 years ago. I t- you know, I'm, my timing is so off. Like, 10 years ago, they I'm traded for Roy Williams. That was, was 10 years ago? Yes. I was, God, I'm so old. I was in college. That yeah. was like, that seems recent to me. No. Mm. Um, wow. My, my point wasn't even, wasn't was even the last Roy Williams. We had. My point, sorry, was that we we have never seen a Cowboys team in my time transform like this. Like you, like I, I said this last week. Like usually by mid October to mm-hmm. Halloween, you know what the Cowboys are. Like last year, they well actually they transformed last year for the worst. I guess you mm-hmm. could say. By this point, we've known what they are. 2015, they had, you know, they're two and seven. Even when Romo came back, it was a fool's hope that they were going to do anything. 2016, unprecedented winning streak. 2014, by Thanksgiving, they were eight or nine and four. They were pretty good. Even, you know, in 2013, they had a winning record, but that defense, like nobody was under any impression they were winning anything with that defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to sit here on December 4th, and literally six weeks ago, I mean, we I would have bet my life we'd be talking about draft picks right now on but October 15th. Think about what you just said, though. It, the, the two seasons that you pointed out that were anomalies last year and this year for two different reasons, one going the wrong way, one going the right way. 
um, in both those instances, there were two big things that happened to, to cause the change. Last year, they had gotten on a bit of a run, and then they lost Ezekiel Elliott, and that changed everything, right? Yeah. Um, and they lost all those other guys, by the way, as well. But that changed everything last year. This year, I think personally, as much as you talk about Amari Cooper, I think he added something to this team. But I also think the changes they made on the offensive line made just a huge difference. And so I think those two things combined were the reason why we saw the ascension of this team to where they are now from where they were at the beginning of the season. And I think Sean Lee's injury, as as weird as it sounds, I think that was actually a blessing for the for the Cowboys because Sean, huh? Not for Sean. Not for Sean, but I'm just Cowboys. saying no. I'm just saying Leighton Vanderesh is one of the best linebackers in football right now. He's playing at a high level. If he's going to win rookie of the year, it's going to be close because Derwin James is playing out, out of his mind. Oh my and, gosh. And the guy in, in in Indianapolis, Darius Leonard is playing really well. He's got great stats. I don't think he's going to he's going to be able to win it, but I'm just saying Leighton Vanderesh is playing at a pro bowl level, not just rookie of the year. And I don't know if that's going to happen with Sean Lee still in there. And now if Sean can come back, and I know you wrote a story about that. A great segue. We are going to, as you started talking about, I was like, thank you, Nick, for the segue. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what Jerry has to say about Sean Lee and where he fits into this linebacking core whenever he comes back. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. And you love. I mean, if you have a. Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking big picture today, Cowboys, and where they sit in the NFC and the NFC East and in the NFL. Um, right before the break. I'm sorry. I'm going to ruin your segue. But I do think it's worth pointing out just, you know, we spent so much time talking about the division thing. Like, thanks to everything that happened over the weekend, 
wild card is in play for the NFC. Did I just no. ruin did no, I no, no, no. I had, I had oh, that, okay. and because Nick took it a different direction, I thought, right. well, I might no. not get Bring to it that. back. But let's take it back. Let's let's it's jump in that real quick and before before we get over to what Jerry had to say. Never in my life would have thought that would happen either. We all concluded at midseason that was not an option. Wild card was not an option for the Cowboys or anybody from the NFCs for that matter. And right now, here's where they sit. You've got Seattle at seven and five. Um, as the top wild card at this time. They are the only team that has a record the same as the Cowboys, and they obviously have a tiebreak over the Cowboys. Everybody else, right now, as it sits, is below the Cowboy for, Cowboys for even a wild, that second wild card spot. You got Minnesota at 6-5-1. and one. You got Carolina, who is just mightily sliding. Like they are, things are going bad for them. And by the streak, way, I believe. Yeah, and by the way, Greg Olson might be done for the season. I know he said he yeah. he tore, he ruptured his plantar fascius, yeah. fascia, whatever it's that called. Painful. Yeah, it sounds very painful. Um, and they've got the Saints twice. Right? They're six and six. Um, and then you got obviously Philly and Washington. Listen to the what the schedule looks like for Minnesota and for Carolina. Minnesota for the rest of the season, they'll play Seattle. So one of them has to take a loss at Seattle. Uh, they'll play Miami, then they'll play at Detroit, and then they finish the season against Chicago. So they got two games there that are going to be really tough for them. And then Carolina plays at Cleveland. Uh, they play New Orleans at home. They play Atlanta at home, and then they finish the season at New Orleans. So two games against New Orleans. Now, maybe that last game at New Orleans may not matter. Who knows? Uh, but all that being said, those two teams are going to battle each other a little bit. There's going to be some jockeying for position there. And so it does line up to where even if the Cowboys lose to Philly, they still are sitting in a really, really good spot to finish out. If they can finish out strong, uh, to finish out and be able to be a wild card team. Yeah, and if, I mean, if Philly, if Philly is capable of getting on the type of role that you're describing, obviously, like they're going to have to beat some good teams to do it. Yeah, I won't be surprised if Dallas and Philly both make the playoffs. Yeah, you don't want which that. is but amazing. You don't want that in that four or five game if Dallas is the no. four. And it, you know, have to go to Philly. No, I've, or either well, way, just uh, play them again. Yeah, you don't that. I tell you the. The one that I think is is the most favorable. I mean, if you get the three, I guess that that's that's fine. You might have to face an, an NFC team. Might have to face the Vikings, but um, I I think being a four seed and playing uh, Seattle, like yesterday at the hospital visits, which by the way is is one of my favorite things we we get to do now. It really is it's a humbling thing. We did it yesterday, and the guys were great. Demarcus Lawrence is just amazing in so many ways, but. And, and he, you know, he said some things before the Saints game, obviously, and he was right about how how he was he right. was right on detailed on how we're gonna how they're gonna win that game. He was asked about a fan that uh, one of the kids is a Seattle fan, and he he asked them about, you know, the, the question was, do you did you turn them did you turn them as a as a Seattle fan? Are they still you know are they Cowboy fans now? He's like, it doesn't matter. I don't think we turned them. But it's, it's okay. He'll know because we have to play them coming up in a few weeks, and and it'll be. I mean, he's just straight, like like he really thinks that was on the schedule. And I was like, I you're already it. putting him in the playoffs. He's like, that's who it's going to have to be. I think he act, he said that about the Saints too. Like I'm pretty sure after the game, he was like, we don't need to talk because we'll, we'll see him again or something like but that. He's got it mapped up four versus five. They hey, win, yeah. and they go to play I number think one. Normal. His mentality is probably just like everybody who ain't us is in the way. So, right. I mean, I don't know. Which I love. Yeah, I, he's. <laughs> Absolutely love it. He is hands down uh, my favorite player on this team, probably. He, I mean, just the the you know between production on the field, personality off the field, genuine dude, good dude. Uh, yeah, just I think he took yeah. that that spot for me yesterday too. I actually walked around with him at the hospital, 
and just the things that he that he does and the stuff that he thinks about. It's unbelievable. He's got so much in front of him, so much going on. He's the leader of this defense right now. Um, and, you know, he's worried about going back to room 2412 because the little girl was crying and didn't want to make sure that she she remembered the Cowboys as, you know, when she was crying. You know, he, they woke her up, basically. So he came back in there, and she was in a better mood, and that was, you know, his focus. That's awesome. Some That's little girl, awesome. you know, who's beautiful girl, bald head, just going through chemo. And says she wanted a, a different um, toy, uh, a specific toy. And he was like, you want that? for Okay. And he turned around to the PR lady that was working there. And he said, write that down, please, her name and all that. Because he's going to make sure it happens. Yeah. I'm glad you – yeah, we should have talked about the top yeah. of the show. I mean, it's it's so cool when they do those visits. I was with, um, I was with Dak, Jalen, Byron, uh, Travis, and some other guys at the Children's Hospital in Dallas. And it's just – I mean – that's awesome. The way those kids and <laughs> you know, obviously the kids, but then their families too. I mean, you know, I can't even imagine like yeah. living my life in a hospital right. room with my kid. And I mean, and the worst part of that being, you can't take away what's harming your child. Yeah, you, there's I, nothing no, you can do. I wouldn't you can wish just that comfort them. That's as much but as possible. It, it, I mean, you know, parents are Cowboys fans too. It lights their. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's just it, it's cool to see it, the it, impact that those guys can the, have. The brand, you know, we talk about the brand and the star and all that, just the impact of it. I mean, as great as Demarcus Lawrence is, these little kids don't know Demarcus Lawrence. They, yeah. they know two players on the team, probably. Yeah. Um, and, and they, you know, just, just by face. And, and they see him, and they definitely don't know Damian Wilson or, or cheerleaders, yeah. but the uniform and, star. and, and the star. And then they come in, and, and just like you said, just kind of – brightens their day i mean they woke up some parents you know that had long nights parents are there you know and they're trying to get their phone and to take pictures and all that it's just it, it's awesome it's really one of the best things that the cowboys do i'm glad they do it i'm glad we get to kind of tag along for it yeah yeah those are the, those are the really cool moments to show you that what you do because i know sometimes I'll, I'll have conversations with different people and they'll be like you know they'll, you know they're a doctor or their teacher or you know they have careers that that really matter and what i mean is like they are touching people's lives mm -hmm. And it takes moments like that for you to realize how much these jobs, and I'm talking about working for the Cowboys, can affect people's lives because it does have a way of bringing joy to people. It does have a way of helping people escape from their reality. Sometimes it's a pretty hard reality. Um, and so really it does, in a way, have its own place in society of yeah. being able to be a, a help to people in, in times of need. Yep. This little kid, uh, he I don't know what he was dealing with, but I'm sure it was terrible based on – the setup in his hospital room but they woke him up too like this little kid this little guy woke up and Dak Byron Jalen are like at his bedside like that's like the first thing he saw <laughs> when he woke up from his nap I was like that, that's probably pretty cool yeah so, no that's pretty cool you wake up dream. well dad I had this dream look, dad don't wake me up right now like I'm in this great <laughs> dream yeah. don't wake me up uh it was actually funny I, I'll change the subject a little bit last night at the Christmas party uh, I was standing with a couple people and we looked up and, uh, you know, Steven, and Steven kind of walks around and works the room a little bit. So he's standing there and he's talking to, uh, to Tank. And I'm like, I wonder what that conversation is like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like patting him on the back. Yeah, and I'm like, I wonder what that conversation is Marcus like. I wonder what exactly is being said in that moment. Hey, it's probably hey. nothing, but you could probably come up with some pretty funny 
uh, lines that you could you could add to that conversation. Hey me, yeah, <laughs> he can't right now anyway. That's he's like I can't. I gotta wait till February. Sorry. Although February soon enough. Yep, it's it's soon enough. All right, so let's let's flip back over to that other conversation. Actually, we do need to take our other break. Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we will get to what Jerry had to say this morning. Not only about Sean Lee, but he also talked a little bit about Tyron Smith, um, and had some comments about a one particular guy that a lot of people are talking about as an offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys at some point. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us a little bit about Tommy John. Tommy John has got, they pride, uh, pride themselves on you don't have to adjust anything. Nope. Now, sometimes it's good to adjust, like in midseason. The Cowboys have made some adjustments, but when it comes to your britches down there, <laughs> they don't britches. want you to have to mess with them. You haven't heard it's that one in so a while. So old. Britches. Britches. <laughs> britches. All right. The best britches in the Rawls. business. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys slash Draws. That's Rawls. that's my favorite. <laughs> I My my old football coach in like middle school said that all what? the time. Like, draws. Your draws. Throw your draws in the laundry or whatever. I don't know. He just had this drawl. Yeah. Great word. It's well, until I got word. to college, I realized draws wasn't what they draws. were called. Like I'm in the I'm from the country. Yeah, draws. 
you know? Sorry. Not really. Anyway. All right, let's go. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jerry, Jerry Jones. Had a couple things to say uh, this morning on his local on his show with the, uh, the local uh, radio station, uh, The Fan. He did mention that Tyron Smith um, looks like he should be able to come back this week against Philadelphia. That's a big thing for the Cowboys, I think. Um, and we'll talk about that more as the week goes on and we start talking about the matchups. Uh, but in addition to that, he also talked about Sean Lee, and his, his statement was that uh, Sean Lee is going to resume his role as a starter, um, but he was the caveat. He said, but we're not going to rush him back. Um, so I think there's a lot of things to take from that. What did you guys take from from that statement from Jerry? Yeah, it. I don't know. It seems like, I mean, you got to have something to talk about, I guess. So, yeah, that's the big debate. I was tweeting about it this morning. Is like, I can't bring myself to get worked up about this. If it was quarterback, I would understand. But again, for the millionth time since they drafted Leighton Vander Esch, like you need three guys to play two spots. It doesn't matter who's listed on the program as the starter. Like I, you know, um, I think they'll find a way to use them all. They'll rotate them. If that means that Sean Lee's on the field for the first series of the game, that's cool because Leighton Vander Esch has been too good to play. A sign like they're not just going to take him off the field you know what I mean I actually I was curious about this I went and looked it up um from the time you know from the first time Lee got hurt which is when uh Van Der Esch really took over and started playing well as a starter they've only all been healthy for one game wow yeah I mean because uh Sean came back for Washington and then he got hurt the next game like halfway through the Tennessee game. Tennessee yeah. so they've only really been healthy so the snap count in that game, there were 60 defensive snaps. Uh, Sean played 38 of them. Jalen played 58 of them. And Van Der Esch played 21, which obviously that's a little low on the Van Der Esch side. Uh, but that was also that was really before he kind of hit his stride because it was the Eagles game where he really kind of announced himself. And he's been playing great ever since. So I'm flipping that. I yeah no I can and twenty snaps for Sean Lee. I I guarantee you. And we don't for we don't know if Sean will be available for this game. He said on Friday that he hopes to come back to practice this week. We'll see tomorrow. Um, but I you know if they play sixty five snaps against the Eagles, I can't imagine Van Der Esch playing less than and, forty of them. You know I watched the the Eagles, and we'll get into their offense I guess tomorrow. But but. Um, you know, it just looks like because you know when you when you watch fantasy when you have when you're playing fantasy football and you see like you want to know who's on the field and they actually on Monday night show you every play like the guys that are out there. It's a lot of three receiver sets, mm -hmm. a lot, and so I think they might have found something with the Jordan Lewis thing playing some dime. I could see that that happening a little mm -hmm. bit more. Uh, and uh, they don't have they don't have Kamara, but they've got a Sproles and he's similar. You yeah. know, similar. I mean, he's not the same as Kamara, but I mean, he's <laughs> he was he was at one point he, he was, was Kamara before. I mean, yeah. yeah, the Saints have had four or five of those guys. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't as Kamara gets the ball in the middle of the field more than 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 I you know than I remember like a, Spr a Sproles getting. I mean, you mean runs up the middle? Runs up I the middle. Yeah. But, oh no, for sure, yeah. And again, yeah. they have a Heisman Trophy winner. I'm not sure why they don't give Ingram the ball and some of that, but I don't know. He gets it plenty. Who Ingram? Yeah, yeah, he gets it plenty. I just. I, I, they're gonna they'll it'll they will out. find they will find jobs for all of them and having all three of them healthy for the home stretch can only be a good thing. Like I mean, there's I, nothing wrong with that. I'll ask this question: um, Sean Lee is a guy that before this year, I think he was probably regarded by most people as, if not the best, and one of the two best 
players on this defense. Is there something that that Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith can do that you don't think Sean Lee can do? Good question. Um, I would imagine at this at this point in there, they're a yeah. little bit more athletic yes. than he is. I mean, they're just they're freaks of nature. And they're better 22. tacklers. Um, in in terms of the the contact was made at the twenty five, and the ball is now going to be spotted at the twenty five or the twenty six. And I'm not saying that Sean Lee goes on you know piggyback rides and all that, but I'm saying just from a strength standpoint, those guys and and Rolando McLean was better than Sean Lee at that as well. I mean, bigger, stronger. You know from the press box, oh that was a Rolando hit, that was a Layton or Jalen hit. Sean doesn't provide those type of hits. But that's the one thing he does better. And then he's always overcome everyone else with his instincts. They have the instincts as well. So they're better linebackers than Sean Lee is right now. That's really? okay. I think but, so. But that's my question because I, I look at Sean Lee and I, I think he is a playmaking linebacker. I mean, there were many years that Sean Lee was the only guy. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say the only guy. One of the few guys on this defense that you could that could make a play for you yeah. when you needed it. And, and so I, I do think for, to some degree – this is one of those situations where his injury status is clouding people's judgment about him as a player. Well, I'll, and his injury status, and maybe he struggled a little bit because of that, too, because honestly, I was going to say, I, I agree with you, like, Sean Lee, his hits don't just jump off the tape at you the way that, like, a Jalen Smith does, but before this season, he was such a sure tackler. Yeah. Like, yeah. if he got his hands on you, you were not going to break the tackle and I've, i remember which, him making tackles behind the line of scrimmage where the oh, guy didn't get an extra yard he, he dropped him he, he it's an art form like he he's the tackle for lost king and it's mainly instincts yeah. like that got it done for him but this season in the early going when he was still healthy like it kind of you seemed like you saw that slip like missed tackles against carolina uh missed tackles in the seattle game before he got hurt which you know chalked that up to more of an aberration because we've seen him been doing it for so well, long. But I it was thought that Seattle game, I thought he had about 10 tackles in the first two drives. He probably did. I just, <laughs> I remember, I, thought, I, I just remember them. I remember it being, a, it, it feels like ancient history, but in September, I remember multiple times being like, yeah, it's not, that's not what you're used to seeing from Sean Lee specific, the Carolina game specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think you're right. I think, I think it's easy to forget how good a guy is when he doesn't have a chance to be out there making plays to that point, the play, you know, the, that amazing play that uh, Leighton made in Philly on the screen, that's a Sean Lee, like, that's Sean Lee's play, mm -hmm. uh, and which was what made it so impressive. It's like, whoa, this guy's doing Sean Lee stuff at the age of 22. That's amazing. So um, it's just hard to say because we haven't seen much of him this year, which yeah. that's a theme, unfortunately. But that's also why, I mean, I, when I look at it, I, I think this is much ado about nothing. If you got three really good linebackers that all can make plays for you, the more the better. Like, I don't have a problem with taking Leighton or Jalen off the field. It just means to me they're going to be fresh. And all the three of them will be fresher than they would have been if it were just two that they were rotating in. I would like um, to know. It doesn't really – it doesn't concern me from that standpoint. This is a question for Broadus. We should talk to him about this. But, like, okay, you, that's great. You're going to – obviously, rotating is good, I think, but – you're not just going to rotate arbitrarily like you're going to have. So who do you want in there on third and long? Who do you want in there when it's, you know, are you sure you're not just going to rotate? Because it did seem like when they all three were playing, 
it would be like a series this guy's in and then a series this guy's going to be out. And yeah. it, it seemed like they were – it was kind of like what they the used to do with running game? backs back in you years ago. You remember the drive that the Redskins scored? Mm-hmm. Uh, they drove down. It was the first drive of the game. Yeah, screen pass to yeah. Bibbs, Capri right. Bibbs. And Leighton wasn't really on the field. Mm-hmm. Sean started the game, and they went down the field and scored. And that's really the only time that I, I believe that Washington drove the field – and for at least for a touchdown, they might have drove down for some field goals. Yeah, because their other touchdown was defensive. So I mean, and I just I remember tweeting about it like, um, can we get Van Der Esch out there? <laughs> Where's fifty five? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We weren't even doing that back then. Right. That's that's how crazy this season is. Like yeah. this dude has a whole. You see his girlfriend on Instagram last night. The picture? Yeah, yeah. Cow, did you see that? Yeah. Cowboys Christmas party. Everybody gets dressed up to the nines. Uh, Leighton and his girlfriend took a photo, and he draped a freaking wolf over his shoulders in the photo. You know, you know, coming to America. Like de- oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. like the head, the wolf Zamunda. head. And, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. I'm just it like what hilarious. a badass. And last night he was just kind of like, no, nah, I couldn't quite wear it all the way here. Like I no, thought about it, but well, the, I mean, if you've spent time around Leighton Vander Esch, like great guy, obviously, like he's so enthusiastic and passionate on the field. Like he's not like that. You know, he's he's not that guy that's much more laid back laid back but like he's unassuming he's from freaking riggins idaho like he's not (laughs) he could never call himself the wolf hunter with a straight face i don't think like if we named demarcus lawrence the wolf hunter he'd be walking around t-shirts he would have a t-shirt and he would say call me wolf and he would have a wolf head he would (laughs) just a big wolf medallion yeah yeah Yeah. i can't imagine layton although layton did you see layton's ring yeah he does have a wolf ring like it's a big gold wolf head on a ring, it's I'm, actually pretty cool. That dude hits the crap out of people and has literally killed wolves. Like, I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> and as great as Derwin James is playing right now, they're they're almost playing the same position because I saw several times the other night he, he is, he's up there playing like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, he was drafted two spots ahead. It wasn't like the Cowboys had the choice. Three, actually. Two, I think. I thought it was 17, 19. Anyway. I was, was two. Anyways, he was you taking, might, he was taking right ahead, Sorry. I he was and 16. the Cowboys would have had to move up for it. And that's actually important. Was it 16 or 17? Because which draft pick do you have to let go? I think, and I think right now, even if you think James is better, there's no way James is better than him and Gallup. I'm going to say, right. I think everybody, I mean, you know, he's not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but everybody is pretty encouraged by what Michael Gallup is doing. And yes. I think I said after the, like, in an alternate universe, Michael Gallup has like 300 more yards and four touchdowns. Like if Dak just gets five plays, go the other way. That's Michael true. Gallup, a few inches here and there. Washington this- Saints game. I mean, uh, the the Panthers game. That crossing route. Like yeah. they, I feel bad for Michael Gallup. He's they like easily left like 200 yards on the field. But you can also think about it like this: if you didn't have Leighton Van Der Esch this season, and Sean Lee did what he did, which typically happens when yeah. he gets oh. those injuries. Where would this team be right now if Jalen's out there and you've got Damian Wilson out there with him? Not nothing against Damian Wilson, but he's not Leighton Vander. And Joe Thomas has been hurt too, so it's not like yeah. So it's you have Joe that would, you would have been in a real pinch at it's, linebacker had you not had Leighton Vander here. Staggering how well that plan came. And he's he's really you know when you think about the take Sean Lee out because he's been hurt some. The the four best players on defense. This might be kind of harder. Hmm. Four best players we on defense. We know Tank. We know Vander Esch. 
Byron Jones. There you go. Jalen. And I, to me, it's kind of a toss-up between him and Crawford. I think Crawford's I think really, Jalen's really probably shit. your fourth. I mean, Crawford's a close fifth. I love Tyrone Crawford to death, but... He Jalen Smith is a freak, right? And and but Jaylen I think Crawford is, is played Crawford is much better is. for his role. He is. I think he's playing right, better five. than than. All right, top five, and that's fine because where I'm going with this is that personality wise, and he fits right in the middle. You've got two guys that that like the camera. They like to be out there. They like to. Can show. I guess? Yes. <laughs> Tank and Jalen. Yes, that's you, a great point. You've got two guys that. They're they got personality, but they but they're they don't mind being quiet and laid back in both Layton and Byron Jones. And then Crawford's kind of in the middle. You never on know who's what pulling him what, on that day, yeah. right? Some if days, Tank's pulling him, yeah, he might be all in over but, here. But those guys are good to have. It, yeah. It's good to have a, a Layton that kind of does this thing. It's good to have I mean, I, I'm telling you what, Daniel Ross and Antoine Woods, they owe a lot of what they've been able to do to Jalen. I mean, um Tank. I mean, he just kind of makes them a part of the team, and 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 they thrive off. I mean, and they've played pretty good for they what are they are. Those well. are those are those glue kind of guys that you just need Malik. them to play the role and play the role well, and that's what they are. They're I remind I'm reminded of a guy like Brandon Noble, who's never a great player, but he was one of those glue kind of guys that ended up getting a pretty good contract yeah. to be able to leave. But he's just a good solid player. You need those kind but of. But the players. problem is, he was the best player on the defense. He was. He wasn't. But, he was just a good player that was in a, in a position where he was asked to be the best player on the defense. That's the story of the NFL. Uh, Jack Crawford and Terrell McLean were those guys yep, a couple years ago, and they went and got better contracts elsewhere. And if these guys keep playing that way, that'll probably happen for them too. You know, right. and, and real quick, yeah. are we out of time? A little bit. So, yeah. But just we, we could talk about this another time. But you know, the Cowboys, you got to give credit to to Will McClay, Jerry, Stephen. Jason, you know, the, when, when they're drafting, uh, every one of those guys is, is a guy that's been drafted, mm -hmm. other than maybe David Irving, who's not here, Woods. Jeff Heath, and uh, Antoine oh, Woods. Well, I, okay, you're right, but I mean, I, they deserve credit for bringing those guys in as yeah, I Yeah, they go and find right? a lot of those guys. Yeah. I mean, those are gems that they find that other people are kind of throwing away. Right. So, but, but, I mean, Sewell Field is a good example. But the drafting of, of you know, Demarcus Lawrence and, yeah. and Layton and Jalen, I mean, those are moves that you're like, are we sure we want to do this? Yeah. And, and look and Cheeto and, and those guys, and look, and look what's got them. Woods, yeah, that was the graphic, I think, in the Eagles game. Woods is the only guy uh, that's playing a meaningful role for this team that wasn't found in offense or defense, here. just defense. I just think just defense, yeah, but still, it's huge. That's huge. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start breaking down Cowboys versus Eagles. It'll be a fun week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!